Each and every morning, the sun shall rise. It represents a new beginning, a chance to right wrongs, to pursue your goals and chase your dreams. For me, every morning, I can't wait to get back to bed, so I won't be doing any of these things. But at least I can keep you company while you do. It's time for the Kenny Ho Morning Show. Nerd talk, dork talk, real talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. And as you might have noticed, a little different intro. We're doing something a little different this week. I know you were quite surprised when there were two brand new Kenny Ho shows a couple weeks ago. Jolly Branchers Part 1 and Jolly Branchers Part 2. But that was nothing. Because this, well, not nothing. I Every time I listen back, I will be thinking of Michelle Branch. And her wonderful concert. But also I'll be reminded of Hertz. Freaking Hertz. But I just meant two episodes is nothing. Because this week I'm doing five brand new episodes. That's right. Monday through Friday. Five brand new Kenny Ho shows. Whether you want it or not. Because I'll be honest. There's really no demand for this. No real interest. There's really no real reason I'm doing this. But then again, the same thing could be said about any of us being put on this planet. Yet, there's still six billion suckers trying to make a go of it. Now, I know you're thinking, wait, did you call it the morning show, Kenny? It's like noon at this point. If I'm lucky, it'll be up at noon. Good chances up like at 2 p.m. Because, of course, I pick fire alarm testing day to start this sucker. Like, are these signs? Am I not supposed to be doing podcasts or YouTube or anything? Because last year, I tried to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, they bring in a large construction crew to dig for treasures or something. That got me off to a rough start. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, even when there isn't construction and stuff, YouTube, very time-consuming. I love playing video games. I love creating. But I'm not a big fan of creating the videos. So even without hindrances, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do. But with hindrances, I can kind of see why I wasn't as on top of things as I should have been. So if these are signs I shouldn't be doing that, that's fine. But I refuse to believe these are signs I shouldn't be podcasting. Because as far as I'm concerned, unless God himself takes a thunderbolt and throws it at me every time I pick up a mic, I'm going to podcast. Well, I suppose if, I mean, right now I am the lowest rated podcast probably in the entire universe, but it's not at zero listeners right now. I believe if I hit zero listeners on a week to week basis, I'll probably hang them up at that point as well. But until we get there, not happening. I'm doing this. But what was I saying? All right. The the fact that I'm calling this a morning show, you're like, 
Kenny, it's it's it should be the lunchtime show. True, but I refuse to exploit my fatness like that. I refuse to do it. That's a beautiful thing about being exec producer of the Kenny Ho show. I don't have to be exploited by my producer. You know, good-looking people get exploited for their looks. Girls with hot bodies get exploited for their hot bodies, and fat guys get exploited for their fatness. You know, shows like Fat Towing, where the main drawing point to that show was, these guys are fat. And fat comedians, dime a dozen. And a lot of them are referred to as fat comedians. Well, I refuse to do that. I refuse to be like, hey, come listen to this podcast. Come listen to the Kenny Ho Lunch Show, where for the next five days, I'll be eating something new. I'll be eating my lunch while you're eating yours. It's Monday. Monday's gravy day. Watch me take a ladle of gravy and pour it on top of this ball of fried gravy. Mmm. That's gravy goodness. Nah, I'm only kidding. Don't be silly. I can't afford the oil to be frying gravy. At the very most, realistically, it would be like, So today is Spider-Man Alphagetti Day. That is correct. I am a baller. I won't be going down that path. I will not be known as the, well, not the fat podcaster. There's like a million fat podcasters. Let's not, let's not kid around. I will not be the Gabrielle Iglesias of podcasting. Fat comedian Gabriel Iglesias. Or what he prefers to call himself, and that's a fluffy comedian. That's dolling it up, eh? Guy's like 400 pounds and he's like, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. First of all, bud, fluffy means something very different in my books. It don't mean fat. It means uh, you enjoy the company of other men. Gay company of other gay men. Super gay is what I'm trying to get at. Fluffy means super gay. You do not want to be walking around Church and Wellesley announcing to everybody, Hey, I'm a fluffy comedian because... You're going to get some unwanted attention, buddy. Pro tip. Why would you doll it up like that? You're fat. Go with it. Fat comedian. Because being fat and calling yourself fluffy, that's exactly like me saying, oh, you know, I have mental oopsies sometimes. That's just dolling up messed in the head. I'm batshit crazy. I don't have mental oopsies. Just own it. What are you doing? But I find this interesting. I find this to be an interesting challenge for myself. Five podcasts over five days. Now, hopefully I can do that. My schedule could change any moment. Right now, my week is clear. I can do this during the day. But hopefully that doesn't change. If for nothing else, it's an interesting challenge. Or at least it's a challenge. Maybe not interesting challenge. But it's a challenge. And sometimes as I'm getting older, like in school, I think back, I'm like... I can't believe I made it through this, this, and this. It's like, you have no choice. When you're given an assignment, given a due date, you have to get her done. But as I get older, as long as I have a roof over my head and three square meals, that's about as far as need is concerned. That's as far as what I have to do is concerned. Like doing a podcast, doing YouTube, I don't have to do any of those things. Even getting a driver's license, I don't have to do it. But it's a nice challenge. So that's why sometimes you need to choose challenges. 
or life or well life can get real dark if you live in a way it's like well i just i'll just do what i gotta do meet the bare minimum of what needs to be done because then you could just lead a life where you're miserable because you could be like oh yeah i could get a better job i deserve a better job but you know what this one gets the job done this one pays me enough to pay the bills let's just stay here and be miserable and i mean there's i guess there's a line because they're striving for things that you're never going to get, then you can be unhappy in that way. So there needs to be a middle ground. You need to strive a little bit, but not over strive. It's like, you know, finding a woman or if you're a woman, finding a dude or finding another woman. I'm not here to judge. In fact, I think all kinds of hot girls should get together and let me watch. Hmm, I meant to just think that and not say that, but it's too late now. But it's like, yeah, striving for a woman. Even I, I'm sure I can... I know I can easily get some slob who's technically a woman, but first of all, that's gross. The person, and secondly, the act of not even trying, that's gross. But then there's that overstriving, going to get the A pluses. That's really hard to do, especially when you're as poor as I am, both financially and physically, shape wise. That's also not going to end well. So realistically, you strive for something in the middle. And I don't mean a five out of 10. Because 5 out of 10s are still slobs. I mean, like 7 out of 10. So maybe no Tiffany Alvord, but her slightly dim-witted, less talent, less good-looking cousin. I'd be okay with that. She'd be like, by golly, Kenny, you're really big on family. You keep pushing me to visit my cousin. Now, family's all we have, girl. Now, come on, we're going to be late to the pool party. I'm going to miss Tiffany in a bikini. I mean, we're going we're gonna to miss quality family time, girl. Let's go. Right, so this is an interesting challenge for me. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I could do five shows in a field that I've got training in. You know, I, I want to do this because despite being trained and finishing one of the top guys in the class of the most successful radio school in the entire country, I've still somehow managed to spend an accumulated total zero minutes on air. It's ridiculous. This beautiful, satiny voice of old Kenny has never ever graced the airwaves of a conventional radio station. Why? Because I decided to take the production pathway in school and not the on-air pathway. Was it a mistake? I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was, but I won't repeat myself because it doesn't matter anyway. Because I chose that pathway, here I am without a job in either pathway. But you know what? It's not a horrible thing, I gotta say, because I think about it all the time. Because for that first year I graduated, I was hardcore about applying for jobs. I really wanted to get into radio. I was willing to move anywhere. Actually, that's not true. Just not like the Northwest Territories. If you're American, like Alaska, basically, I'm not down for going up there. Unless I could have a polar bear. If someone was like, Kenny, we're gonna pay you, I don't know. Radio's quite stingy in their pay, so let's say realistically, like, we'll give you 12 grand and this polar bear. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can feed this polar bear off a 12 grand salary, but deal. Maybe get me a polar bear cub. Rip it away from its mother. Place it into the arms of old Kenny. That seems like the right thing to do. I cannot give birth to polar bears. That mother can produce as many more as she wants. She's being selfish. But what was I saying? Oh yeah, that first year I wanted to be on radio so bad. The next year, a little less because I got discouraged and such. But as I move, I think it's like year three now, I guess. Ugh, it's unbelievable. I don't know where time's going. Beautiful young actor Kenny is becoming more and more of a distant memory to me. But I've been thinking about it. I don't... 
I think it might be a blessing in disguise. Well, not really, but I'm just trying to make myself feel better here and uh, to say, you know what? I don't really want to be in conventional radio. Like doing the Kenny Ho show is how I would like to do radio. And this would never fly on top 40 radio. I could never get away with half the things I say on here. Well, 95% of the things I say on here, really. Even what I said earlier, talk about fluffies and stuff. I would be court-martialed and executed publicly, beheaded, because I'm pretty sure Top 40 Radio, like half their demographic are gay guys. Like, oh my gosh, Sean Mendes is so cute. So I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do conventional radio. Because beyond what I can say and do, because yeah, I'll never be able to do what I do. I'll never even be able to be me, because if you listen to Top 40 Radio, it all sounds the same, doesn't it? And I don't mean just the music, because that, you know, Top 40 is Top 40. They're literally playing what's in the Top 40, the charts. They can't change that. It is what it is. So I've heard people hate on them for that. I'm like, that's just, why are you not thinking? You're not the host of the Kenny Ho Show. You don't get to just say things without first doing a little bit of research. But outside of the music, if you listen to just kind of, you know, the imaging, the lasers and the stuff, you could easily substitute, you're listening to Kiss 92 FM. For you're listening to Virgin Radio. That all sounds the same. And the worst offense of all of this is the announcers all sound the same. The disc jockeys, whatever you want to call them, they all sound the same. They all sound uber positive and they're always smiling. Who the hell lives like that? It's not real. If their only job was to announce the song and have nothing after it, no bits, no conversations, then fine. I guess I would prefer someone uber positive and happy and such presenting me my music. I want to feel good about it. Like if the only thing they had to say was, Here's My Heart Is by Tiffany Alvord on 96.9 Radio Humber. Great. Do it. But if you're going to tell me stories, you're going to have a two minute bit and you're just doing it with a smile the whole time and it's all good. It's all sunshine. I don't want to deal with you. That small doses is fine, but if I'm listening to you at work and I have to deal with you for eight hours, I'll be like, why is this person so happy and why am I so miserable? There's no hope for me. Let me just off myself. Like, I'm sure you've met the type of people that they're always positive. They're always looking on the brighter side of things. They're always talking chipper and stuff. It, they kind of annoy you, don't they? Like, don't get me wrong. If you're a pessimistic, negative, some bitch all day long, that ain't going to work either. But you got to be real. There's ups and there's downs. Sometimes you're happy. Sometimes you're blue. That's the way life works. And I want to see that represented in my entertainment. Like, just listen to this show. Those episodes after I met Tiffany Alvord sounded like I was going to kill myself, didn't it? But there's other episodes, like when I met Michelle Branch and, and went to the concert afterwards. Quite the opposite. It's like, oh, there's Kenny having a good day for once. But even when I don't have good days, I'm not on here super mopey and stuff. You got you to gotta be real. I talk about some things that... That I get excited about and I talk about some other stuff where it's like, yeah, you know, the life is kind of balls. And conventional radio, you don't get that. I also don't care for the shock jock crap on uh, on Sirius and stuff. Let's say that's real, That then that's too real. All right, give me a little fakeness. Give me a little filter. Give me a little censorship. But I guess out of the two, I kind of prefer that. Because with the announcers on Top 40, first of all, they talk like they've got some sort of contrapment up their derrieres. Topics they also talk about, and the way they talk about it, it's just all fluff. None of it means anything. What is this? This is just wasting time. Like, don't get me wrong. The stuff I talk about on here, fluff as well. It's all fluff. If it's just entertainment stuff, it's all fluff. 
But at least I try to keep it real. Take an actual real angle at looking at it. And no, I know I sound like... Well, it sounds like you're one of these bitter guys who didn't get their dream job and now he thinks you could do it better than the people who are. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy what some of these casts are doing. And I'm not saying I can do it better than everyone. I am saying I'm sure I could do it better than somebody who has a job out there. But that's not my mind frame. I'm not. That's not my frame of mind. I'm not. I'm not thinking that way. I really don't care at this point. I, I mean, it'd be cool to work in radio. But you know what? I love doing this Kenny Ho show. Sure, I would like, you know, the, the jobs I work. I'd like to have one solid paying job where I can make a living and not have to be like a freaking immigrant and have to work like two, three jobs. I prefer that. But as far as doing entertainment is concerned, the Kenny Ho show is the way that I want to do it. Now, this ain't about having a chip on my shoulder. I don't think there's a chip on my shoulder in this regards. Young Kenny... That boy used to be fueled by chips on the shoulder. Because I remember distinctly back in the day, like, I I think I've talked about it on the show, I was treated like crap in theater school. People didn't want to work with me. A lot of them were just shitty to me in general. Whether I deserved all of it or not, you know, I'm not going to get into. But at the end of the day, there were some really unpleasant times back then. And I remember I even wrote this play... Actually, if you listen to the radio play Believe, it's uh, it's the same story. I started it when I was in theater school. And I wrote it, and one of the assignments was you got to cast a couple people, and they got to act out a scene. So I gave these people that scene, and the dude screwed the pooch. He skipped an entire page. And it was a stretch, because I was doing, if you listen to Believe, it's about basically a superhero, vigilante. But back then, it was more superhero, superpowers and all. And I knew it was a stretch. Do it on stage. Do it. I knew I could do it, but I knew it was going to be a stretch for these two kids to pull it off. And the dude skipped an entire page, took all the heart and story out of out out of uh, that scene. So people freaking laughed at it. People didn't see the merit. They're like, "You're a dumbass, Kenny. What are you trying to do?" So for the final assignment, taking into consideration the way I've been treated for at least two years there, that nobody wanted to work with me, that they couldn't see that I was a talented dude, and for this some bitch to mess up my play like that, I had a huge chip on my shoulder, and for that final assignment, it was a 30-minute one-man show, and I went on that stage to accomplish two things. A- Prove that superheroes can be done on stage, which I did. And then B, show up everybody. Show every director, staff member, and castmate, or whatever in the entire audience that, hey, I'm actually a lot better than you gave me credit for. You passed up working with me. You didn't give me a proper shot. This is what you missed out on. And I freaking tore that stage apart. I busted out everything I was capable of. And I was good at transformation back then. I could do voices. I could change my body. I did all that stuff and then some. Out of everyone that participated in that, I'd like to think mine was top three, if not number one. So that's the type of guy I used to be. I used to be fueled with a chip on my shoulder. And if I were the same guy in the position that I'm in now, I would absolutely try to do a podcast that rivaled radio. I would sit around and be like, what are these cats doing? All right, now let me do it better. I would do a podcast that conventional radio 
would kill for. I would do one that sent a message to all the station managers, to all the people who have looked at my portfolio, listened to my podcast and said, nah, we're going to choose nepotism over new creative ideas. I would do a podcast that said, hey, your nepotism and your nonsense is killing your medium, your industry. And if you hire me, I promise you I'll get people interested. I'm not saying I'll save your industry, but who knows, maybe I save your station. But because you won't hire me, I'm going to be part of the industry. I'm going to be a player in the industry that's going to kill yours. And I'm going to make sure I do my part to murder your industry. That's the type of guy young Kenny would have been. At this point, I don't give a rat's ass. It felt good just talking like that, though. But I know at the end of the day, I can't get caught up in something like that. All I can do is create a really, really cool podcast that I have fun doing and that hopefully I can cultivate a listenership full of cool people who enjoy what I'm doing, who will support this show. Not with money. I don't really care for that. I mean, it'd be great if I could do this for a living, but I don't know anybody that actually is a podcaster for a living. Podcasting is more like a gateway to other opportunities. So hopefully that will happen for me someday. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't even get there, it's not the end of the world. We all know I'm quite defeated and I'll settle for what scraps I can get in life. Except for women. I will settle for nothing less than Tiffany Alvord's dim-witted, less attractive cousin. You know, all that's all I ask for. That, you know, and to live above the poverty line and have a slice of pizza in my free hand, the one that's not holding Bizarro Tiffany's hand, and we live out the rest of our trailer park fairy tale. Ah, yes, the Asian-Canadian dream. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 117, a.k.a. Monday morning, will cover... Nothing spectacular, because I spent like 40 minutes talking about what this show was about. So let's get to it. I don't want to run an hour long. It's showtime. Let's go. First on the agenda, Tiff. Nope, no, I'm not. It's not another Tiffany Alvord story. I'm talking about the Toronto. You know what? Let's talk about Tiffany Alvord. Why not? Let's talk about the Tiff I do like. Tiffany Alvord over the weekend dropped brand new cover. She's pretty good with that other than when she was like off filming her new uh, web series. She's usually good with releasing weekly covers. And the newest one is yet another Bieber cover. I don't know the name of the song and I don't give a rat's ass. All I'm saying is Bieber covers is something she has her heart set out to do whenever the hell she can. And I understand why she does it twofold. A- There's a lot of idiots in the world, and they love Justin Bieber, so they're going to be looking him up. I almost said looking her up. I guess, you know, that's probably not too inaccurate if I had made that mistake. But they'd be looking the dude up, and and Tiffany would be silly not to try to cash in on some of those people looking him up and being like, hey, what's this one? A cover? Let's see how different it is. And she's always doing really different covers. So people will listen to him and be like, hey, I like her. Let's subscribe. Let's give her views. Let's give her a YouTube career. And second fold is she's into Bieber, which is basically her only fault. Because anyone who's a Bieber fan at this point, after all the bullshit he's pulled, how poorly he treats his fans... You're a complete idiot. If you're into Bieber, you're a complete jackass and you have no self-respect. And that's coming from me, someone who has very little self-respect. And even I can judge you? Ooh, 
you're in a bad spot. Like these girls who are in love with him after he's like peed on his fans and such, they're just vapid, shallow bitches. And the only reason I would say Tiffany Alvord is not a shallow waste bitch is because she's got so many other qualities to her that make her an amazing human being. But then again, she don't love me. She hate me. She loves Bieber and hate old Kenny. Wait a minute. Is she a waste bitch? I gotta move on from this. I can't, I can't dwell into this too much. All I'm saying is, Tiffany, I understand why you're doing all these pop covers because it's what people are looking for. And I think you should continue to an extent. Just knock off this Bieber crap because it's not becoming of you. But you should pump out more originals, some meaningful stuff, and maybe cover more meaningful music, not just vapid, shallow pop crap. Although I guess that's what makes her, guess it's what makes her special though, because these pop songs usually are just vapid crap, but she finds the heart to it. She finds maybe what the artist was intending originally, but then, you know, the big companies are like, it's not catchy enough, it's not dancey enough, let's change it up. But she manages to find the heart and soul of these songs and create something beautiful out of it. And for her to, let's say, let's go cover a Michelle Branch song, she can't. I, I, I hate to break it to you, I hate to say it, but there's no way Tiffany Alvord can outdo Michelle Branch. Because Michelle Branch is like a legitimate artist, a legitimate songwriter who's already singing and writing about stuff that actually matters and comes from the heart. And she's already got the heart and soul. And her music's on point. She's got uh, Patrick Carney now as her producer. So Tiffany couldn't do a better job. So, you know what? I just wasted everybody's time. Tiffany, keep doing what you're doing, minus the Bieber stuff and hating me. Minus loving Bieber and hating me, because that's just silly. It should be the other way around, because I'm a lovable podcaster, and like he's a douchey, successful millionaire guy. Come on, do your math, girl. What's wrong with you? All right, let's talk about the other TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. You ever heard of it? No, that's all right. I'll explain what it is. It's a film festival, but it's extremely douchey. Like, I remember in theater school, everybody made a freaking big deal out of the TIFF every single year. And if you're partaking by volunteering, you're in the good books of the, uh, of the program director. And if you weren't, like me... Like you're some some sort of animal, some sort of jackass. It's like, wait a minute. We do 60-hour weeks here, and you're going to give away what little free time you have, probably by at most selling tickets, but probably just being an usher or standing around and making sure people know where the washroom is or whatever. And I'm assuming because Tiff is such a douchey, douchey thing that you're probably going to run into some rude douchebags who think they can talk down to you just because they have a couple bucks. So you're going to get shat on for free while you're falling asleep because you've had a really long week, yet somehow I'm the jackass? What the hell are you talking about? But that was a long time ago, and for the most part, I've let it go. And mostly because we're like 45 minutes in pre-edits right now, and... This was supposed to be a morning show. At this point, we'll be lucky if it's an afternoon show. But the film festival also reminds me of a far more painful time in my life when I asked out this girl. Um, let's call her Ramona Flowers, because that's the alias she went by. Which, oh my goodness, when I found that out, I almost proposed on the spot. Because Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one of my favorite movies of all time. Haven't read the comic books, because I hear it's in black and white, and come on. What am I, an animal? Reading a comic book that's in black and white? Get out of here. Nor will I be paying for the colored version. I'm like, this. the standard version should be the colored version. 
But yeah, I asked Ramona Flowers, not like straight up as a date, but I asked her to tiff and she was so excited. She said yes and she was so excited. I'm like, yes, I'm in. And of course, we set a date. But of course, the day that she agreed to also happened to be a day that I was invited to an Xbox Live event of some sort. But I'm like, I got my priorities straight. Of course, I'm going to choose Ramona Flowers over Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox. PS4 for life. What up? But you see what I did there? I just try to distract you from what you know will be the end of the story. You already know where this story is going. Of course, I turned down the Xbox event, you know, busted out my Sunday best. I think I even called off work that day. I I can't be sure, but I feel like I went to the extreme to make this thing happen. And of course, very last minute, she's like, oh, I can't actually go. I'm busy. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Busy with who and what? Like, I don't want to be mad at her. She's a sweet girl, but I was not happy about it at the time because you can't be busy. You can't be busy all of a sudden. Now you had plans with me. This busy talk should have been with this make-believe, I mean, fictitious, this quote-unquote person you're now busy with. You should have been telling them that you're busy with me because we made this plan a couple of weeks back. As I said, it's, you know, it's ancient history. I don't, you know, we still exchange a couple words. And I do mean a couple words, maybe once or twice a year. Well, actually, not even once or twice a year, more like once or every other year. That's what I meant by yearly, yearly or by yearly. She's a sweet girl. I'm not going to do a hatchet job of her. All I'm saying is I was, it stung me hard. I was... It was a painful experience. I really liked her. She's fun. She's down to earth and gorgeous, like 10 out of 10 type of thing. See, I wasn't smart back then like I am now. Well, I'm not really smart, but smart enough to know you're not going to settle for the ones out of 10s, but you can't be shooting for the 10 out of 10s either, old Kenny. You got to aim for Tiffany's hillbilly cousin. But as I was saying, yeah, it hurt. Because you know why? At the end of the day, like I know nothing about happiness. Like right now on a scale between 1 to 10, how happy I am in life. I'm at a solid zero. But with Ramona Flowers, I can guarantee you, hey, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast because I'd be like successful in life because I'd have so much confidence. But B, let's say I were to, you know, a million people because if I'm that lucky, my podcast hits overnight. But I I can tell you, I'd be an 11 out of 10 on the happy scale if I was with her. So, of course, that sucks. And worse, of course, the Xbox thing I missed. And even worse on top of that was I got the passes from my buddy. Like, he got them. Like, there are free passes to him. but And he gave them to me. But, I mean, they're worth something. And so, like, two months before, I had paid for one of his nights out. like Or, like, I wasn't planning to. It was just he didn't have money. I'm like, you know what? I'll spot you. Don't worry about it. Get it back to me when you can. But after him giving me passes, I can't just be like, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. I can't be like, oh, thanks for the pass. Now, where's my money? So I I took the passes and never asked for the money. So that set me back financially, set me back on going to a video game thing. But more importantly, of course, set me back in happiness. A cuddle fest with that girl every single day, I'd be, I don't even know. I can't even imagine that type of happiness. But yeah, all I'm saying is the Toronto International Film Festival, I hate it indirectly, so it's completely unfair to the films and the filmmakers and the organizers. But still, life's not fair, because if it were fair, I'd be having this conversation with you on SiriusXM and talking about my wife Ramona Flowers, and I'd have a daily segment called 
tweets with Tiff and not the film festival, but Tiffany Alvord. And it would highlight my best conversations with Tiffany. Mostly the ones how she talks about how much she loves me and not how she hates me. Balls. All right, that's it. But guess what? You're going to hear from me tomorrow and the day after and the day after and I think one more day, right? I kind of miscounted there. But that's it. That's the Kenny Ho Show episode 117. That's the Kenny Ho Morning Show Monday morning. And I'm going to talk to you on Tuesday morning or around there anyway. Sometime on Tuesday. All right, that's it. Talk to you then. Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Yeah, I did that on purpose. It's the sign off for the morning show. Toodles! Toodles!